0: Hey, it's Allie Hartwick, and this morning I have the excellent opportunity to sit down with Chad Daniels. Chad, you've been here about a day now, and you've been in Denver before, so I have. nothing new. Right, sure. Have I mean, we always feel like our city is constantly changing. Have you noticed any changes from the last time you were here until now?
1: Well, I, I've never been to this part of it. So last time I was here, I was downtown. I was doing a podcast called Doug Loves Movies, and I was at that club. Now, I've never done stand-up in Denver. Really? Yeah, but this my- This is your
0: first time? It is. Yeah. Oh that's exciting. Yeah.
1: And my senior trip we came to is it Winter Park? What yep. a place. Yep. And it was mud season so we ended up playing wall-y ball. Do you know what that is? No, yeah. tell it's me like, what it is. It's like racket it's a racquetball court with a volleyball net and a blue volleyball made of the same stuff. <clears throat> excuse me, that racquetballs are made of and you hit it against the wall. So you can use the wall in volleyball. But it's yeah. called wall-y ball.
0: So is it just like nose break fest? Because I assume it's getting intense. hit with one of those I mean, has it was, to hurt.
1: It was like six 18-year-old boys
0: oh, playing
1: this thing. So, we yeah, we were hitting the wall pretty hard. You're
0: just murdering each other. We ended
1: up going to the Winter Park High School play because there was nothing to do because it was mud season. It was so ridiculous. What
0: play did you see?
1: I can't even remember. It oh, was, it was that well, good? Well, it was, I was 18. It was 100 years ago.
0: So that probably wasn't the memory yeah. you took with you from no, you know, your 18-year-old. The memory
1: I took with me is I got a tattoo in Denver. We Made a trip to Denver and I got a tattoo, and I was 18. So of course I got uh, the Tasmanian Devil.
0: Oh my gosh, you did not. I
1: did too on my back, and a guy that used to play for the Chicago Bears. He was a backup center. He was number 57. His nickname was Swede. He gave me the tattoo.
0: No, how did that happen?
1: Promise. I, we just we went to his shop, and you know we had no plans. My buddy got Wiley Coyote.
0: Oh, so you have like cute matching friend tattoos, yeah, kind of. We
1: we're, were eighteen, and it's like, what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's get something forever, but not plan for it. So, it was that move?
0: At least you are eighteen. I uh, got this tattoo on my arm about three weeks ago. I am thirty-two years old, and I got drunk and convinced my friends to get matching tattoos. What is it? What is your tattoo? Oh, it's a planet. It's oh. just Saturn. Why? Because that makes sense. It's <laughs> roughly 30, 30 years to our one year on Saturn. We're all roughly 30 years old. I was the ringleader of this whole Oh,
1: I see. Ringleader? I get it. Because there's a ring around Saturn. Ring around Saturn? I yeah. I see exactly. What you're
0: doing here. You know, it's just layered, really nuanced. <laughs> so you actually, you're going to be filming a special while you're here. In Denver. I am.
1: That's yeah. awesome. Are I, you
0: excited I about am that? I'm very
1: excited. Yeah, the shows are sold out for that. And so it's. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I was I was here Thursday, and it was incredible. And so if the shows are half as good as they were Thursday night, I mean, it'll be great.
0: I mean, things are just always getting better in Denver. So if you were good on Thursday by Saturday, it's going to be insane.
1: <laughs> I'll be completely acclimated to the, uh, the air quality. Um, Not yes. Not quality, but...
0: Yeah, actually, I just heard a statistic yesterday, or like a bit of information. If this is going
1: to scare me, you need to keep it no, to yourself. Uh,
0: the, the sweet spot for acclimation is like one or two days before... Sick. And then you start to get, like, all affected by elevation. And then a week later, you get better again. So oh, you I may be you. hitting your slump. But maybe you'll get all, like, delirious and be really, really good. <laughs> I don't know. I tried to end that positive. Well, when I
1: wrote all these jokes, I wasn't delirious. So I don't know how that'll go. But uh, Oh, do you have
0: to be in the same state performing that you were when you wrote it?
1: Well, I'd like to be lucid. Okay. Yeah, when I'm going to be filming it forever.
0: No. Uh-huh. You did forever at 18. I mean, you probably weren't lucid throughout that.
1: That's very true. But that that uh, is a reminder to um, make better choices.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, so what can people expect if they are lucky enough to be part of your sold-out show on Saturday or if maybe they're headed down tonight?
1: Um, it's just, uh, you know, if, if people have heard me before, they know I talk about my kids a lot. You know, sometimes I bring my kids on the road and I'll introduce them to people at the show and they're like, oh, it's like you've grown up in our house. It's amazing. I have heard about you since you were two. And they'll grab their cheeks and stuff like that. It's great. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: So it's uh, more stories about that and then just kind of what's going on in the world and how I'm trying to uh, navigate an 18-year-old boy and a 14-year-old daughter and an old man threw it all together. So.
0: Oh man, that's that's some kind of something. And one thing that you're praised for and known for is being just really open and honest, which is not easy to do on stage and in a performance.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's annoying. My family members will tell you that, but Really? Like, I was wondering Why do you tell everybody everything?
0: How do you do that? Like I how do you You navigate that, because inevitably you're going to make somebody angry that you told a secret or a story that they did not want you. Well,
1: with my kids, they're the only two I really care about that coming back to get me. Yeah. Um, I always ask them if it's okay, and I tell them exactly what I'm going to say. I let them know why I'm saying it. And then uh, my daughter has said no to a couple things, but my son never has. so he's That's lucky. Yeah, he was like, on my last album, like 80% of the material was about him. Because he was like, go for it. I mean, he was in that phase, man. He was like a 16-year-old boy. So I just would sit on the couch and be like, all right, let the comedy begin. <laughs> it's He's like observational
0: school. comedy where you just observe this person yeah, and in it's, your And house. it's just
1: how to, you know, I don't know what I'm doing as a dad. And I think if somebody goes, I got it nailed, they're such a liar. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, you know, my kids are goofy I'm trying to be a good dad. Sometimes I fail miserably. Sometimes I get lucky. And it's just kind of like those stories.
0: Well, awesome. So tell me about your favorite show that you've ever done.
1: Oh, interesting. Man, I don't even know, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. N- nothing, nothing
0: that like sticks out? No,
1: it's just kind of been a fun ride the whole the whole career. Even the bad shows, it's like, well, you learn a little something from it, so that's, that's good. That's such
0: a positive thing. I don't think I could ever get up on stage, bomb, and go back and do it. I'd be like, well, I'm awful, and I'm just going <laughs> to quit this. That
1: was my retirement show. Yeah? Yeah. There have been times I've been in a city where I'm like, this is the last time I'll be here, so I'm glad you guys came. <laughs> the worst. just
0: never doing it again.
1: Man, comedy. I'm, I'm sure that in Vancouver, uh, there are great people. There's no doubt about it.
0: Well, they're all Canadian. But,
1: <laughs> but they, uh, a lot of them grew up in between an ocean and a beautiful mountain, right? So they don't know what it's like to be a real person.
0: Oh yeah, it's not real life up there at all.
1: And it's like, so on the last show I was there, I said, um, I hope that all your sighs and all your eye rolls eventually catch the wind and cause a tsunami to take this place out. Because <laughs> it's gotten so wow. absurd. Really? It's just a lot of like, oh, don't that? So
0: I had, um, I had a roommate in college that was from Victoria, so like the even more exclusive sure, part of Vancouver. Yeah. And uh, we were walking around Toronto, and she was saying how the city is just so gross. In her hometown, they have hanging baskets from all of the light posts, and the city is a dump. And we're with our other roommate, who was from Bosnia, and she was like, I don't know, the city is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the most interesting situations they, they I've ever been really,
1: in. They are really, really spoiled. Yeah. Really spoiled. It's yeah, it's gotten pretty absurd. It's like I mean,
0: Seattle with nicer weather and Canadian yeah. healthcare.
1: <laughs> I uh I just was telling it just a random story. I go, Yeah, my kids and I were walking um, towards this Asian family and the whole crowd went, oh. oh and I go, Oh, I'm sorry, people can't be Asian? That seems racist. How how are you guys do acting like this?
0: How do you deal with that, being a comedian in, like, the age of apology, in an age where everything offends somebody?
1: Well, I for sure don't apologize. And then also um, I kind of turn it on them and let them know. like, Right, so if it's like uh, a lot of times white people, when you bring up different races, will be like, (gasps) they get so tense. And it's like, first of all, they didn't ask for your help. No one has asked for your help, so please stop. And that seems more racist. Like, you think they need your help? They don't.
0: Totally, it's the white savior complex. It's a very real thing. I've never heard
1: that before. Oh, really? Uh Uh-uh.
0: Oh, my God, dive down that rabbit hole. There's a ton of literature out there (laughs) on that savior complex idea. And a lot of, like, um, you see it in Oscar-nominated movies. Lion is basically a movie glorifying that. Nicole Kidman plays, like, the ultimate white savior there.
1: Oh, I haven't seen Lion.
0: I mean, it's a really good movie. I sobbed throughout the whole entire thing. I just
1: watched people, uh, like, in the three-minute trailer, a minute of it was people making out. And I was like, I don't, I don't need to, I don't want to watch you, that. You're not interested in make-out movies. Well, it's just not on like a plane or something. It seems weird.
0: Oh, isn't that the worst? When you're on a plane and like a sex scene happens in whatever you're watching, and you're like, oh my god, these people are going to think I'm a deviant. I hope nobody looks towards my screen.
1: I had uh, purchased the last season of Entourage, and I hadn't watched it yet, so I was watching the first episode on a plane on my computer, and there's a pretty heavy sex scene early on on the beach, and then this woman goes, "Excuse me." Excuse me from behind me. And I was like, uh, all right. And I took my headphone. I go, yeah. And she goes, I don't really care to watch that. So can you, can you turn that off? And I was like, okay, no problem. And then I put on the first episode of lost during the plane crash where the plane gets ripped apart. And I just, (laughs) turned my computer towards her, and I was like, this is much better, I bet. Watch this.
0: Did you let her know that she actually wasn't watching anything that you were, and she was, like, eavesdropping on your video? That's <laughs> yeah,
1: my computer.
0: Yeah, if you don't no. want to watch it, don't watch my I just my like TV. making it
1: more uncomfortable instead of using logic. See, I told you, my I fatherhood skills are not the best. I'm like, no, I let's think see that's if we great. can amp this up a little bit.
0: Yeah, mental ninja that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're making your kids better able to deal with the world at large. I hope so. I think so. Chad Daniels is at Comedy Works South tonight and tomorrow, June 15th and 16th. Thanks for joining us this morning, Chad. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.